listening to Fireside Chats with Roadside Shaman on Open Lines Radio. Follow Hannah on Instagram at Roadside Shaman. Follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. Now stay tuned for Fireside Chats. Enjoy! happening right now. Can you hear the bells? Um, can you hear the smoke? <laughs> smoke is usually silent unless it's really working up a fear. I'm at the moment trying to untangle my earbuds so that I can take this smudge outside. Maybe I won't untangle them. Maybe I will just head outside. I'm, I just, a moment ago, I had actually like set off the smoke alarm for a second because, um, you know, when you really get the smudge going, the smoke detector doesn't know that smoke that's dangerous and accidental and stuff that humans are getting up to on purpose and are well aware of and is fine. Like if we could get, if we could get a smoke detector that could tell the difference between my very hot shower or, uh, you know, cooking a pot of tamales and, like, our kitchen burning down, that would be super helpful to my central nervous system. Just to not have that piercing alarm go off every time I'm trying to engage in some sort of cooking or body care or ceremony. I feel like... Kind of just, like, undoes all of the calming and soothing that I've been efforting towards. Oh, that's a lesson. Maybe I shouldn't be efforting towards calming and soothing. Maybe I should just find the calm within the chaotic moments that happen. I just saw a hawk fly overhead. All right, so... Okay, so I think it stopped recording me when I plugged in my earbuds. Is that a thing? Does that happen? It stopped recording me at some point. For some reason. I don't know why. At any rate, um, do you guys ever do that thing where... You clear your throat and you sound like your parents because I super do. Oh, Lord, it's loud out here. The good news is... What's the good news? The good news is we get waves of quiet. It's only loud for a moment. That's the good news. Okay. Okay. Hashi Tokmasi. That's a good one. See? We get waves of quiet within the noise. It's funny how, um, Truman claims territory and space in the land, and then I do as well. And we sort of like, we, we, we change things, you know, for each other, with each other, but then sometimes in direct violation. 
sometimes in direct conflict with each other's wishes. But most of the time, it's just a really beautiful dance and exchange of things moving around the environment. You know, new materials being brought in, you know, other things being dissolved or discarded. That was an incredible smoke around my water over here. I just did smoke ceremony around my little bird bath. I'm going to come bless my um, aloe and I guess this tiny little sprout remnant of tree tobacco that, I don't know, I have to talk with Montejo about why he chopped it down. Maybe it's not, maybe because it's so close to the aloe or I don't know, but like I wanted the tobacco more than the aloe at this point because I have so many succulents everywhere and I only have one tree tobacco in my whole property. So at any rate, and plus it's so tall and flowy and the leaves are nice to write notes on and um, the flowers are so yellow and beautiful. Speaking of things that have been dissolved... I think it might be time to resurrect my uh, cast iron pot. I did sort of a rapid aging, disintegrating process on my Lodge cast iron Dutch oven. I don't know why. I just, you know, don't ask me to explain why. I just watch what happens. And then, you know, at some point, sometimes... There's a reason that appears that seems like there's logic to it, but honestly, not really. It's just sort of like, oh, that's interesting that that happened. You know? I'm going to go smudge my plumeria next. Oh, I can just feel all this stuff moving through. I think people feel kind of insecure. And what happened to this? Now the water came out of it? Oh, God. Okay, you know what? You're going over here, mister. That is not a good home for you. I guess you don't really like it much. Okay, fine. Sorry. Excuse the ring, as they say. Uh, I'll get out here with some water later today, guys. Right now you're getting smoke medicine. You are my favorite. You're 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 my favorite. Beautiful little kitchen window plants. And here we go with our plumeria leftward spiral. Oh man, the shell's getting hot. <laughs> the sticks are really like charcoal now my goodness my plumeria does like a good smudge though I think um, oh hi spider I really don't need you hanging on my face thanks go on skedaddle no don't go there either go down 
I don't want to bring you in the house with me. You won't thrive there. Oh dear. Oh, no, spider. Don't go on the shell. It's too hot. Get down. Get down. Spider's supposed to carry fire, not the other way around. Get down. Go on. Oh boy. You know what? This is... There you go. That's a plant. A plant is a good place for a spider to hang out. There you go, sweetie. What an adventure you have to tell your children about your migration. Oh my goodness. Have fun with that. You're going to be the talk of the town. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Do you tell your plants that they're your favorite? I do. It's my version of gardening. I don't really uh, have many plant skills, it seems, but these are the ones that, these gifts that I practice, that's what keeps my garden thriving. The love and caring attention, because they're all, each and every one of them, my favorite. Ugh, so much ash in my face now. You guys, you all, I really need to stop saying you guys as a general greeting. Hurt some people. How about y'all? I really like y'all. I've been using that more. Uh, What do I do about that one? That one's gone. That's toast. What do we have? We've got a braided smudge. Oh, that needs to be burned for sure. Maybe I'll do a little burn in the cast iron. Anyway, so the cast iron was new. Now it's definitely not new. And I need to resurrect it so that I can use it. I think it's going to be used for um, steams. For cooking medicine, perhaps, but mostly I think I'm going to use it for outdoor steaming because it's large, heavy-duty, has a lid, um, has deep family maternal medicine. Like, I don't know, I just really connect with cast iron as a metal, like as an elemental, like as a being, as a character, the way that some people connect with silver or gold or you know, platinum or mercury or copper or whatever. They like, you know, there's some metal that they really align with energetically. Well, I can tell you I'm a copper and cast iron sort of a human. I just, um, you know, that's, that's my vibe. That's my jam. I think, uh, I'm trying to decide. I think that's it. I try to decide if I wanted to add more smudge happenings. And I just don't have it in me, you guys. You all. Dear ones. Darlings. Divine beings. Um, I just... Uh, come on now. I want this closed. Okay. Now it's closed. For sure. Sorry about the loud slam. Unless it's supposed to be that way. Oh, maybe I should totally put this. Uh I don't want to put it back in the. Oh, fucking see what I meant about. Okay, 
did you guys not just hear what I said about how like, <laughs> holy fuck, okay, <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm taking I'm taking a moment to take it all in and see what all has transpired over here. You you you, you look over at your stuff and you go yeah something looks different over there I'm not quite sure what exactly but I think it's this so Truman yeah he took the two little Scooby-Doo dogs the two dog guardians over there and he locked them up in the bird cage with the holy family the you know trinity of bells those angels and then there's another holy family on the side with the flowers and the candle. He put Santa inside the creche next to the little nativity scene because there's this like gigantic wooden sand. It's not wooden. It's like a resin. Whatever. The point is he re- re- rearranged some stuff with my altar over here. He rearranged some stuff. That's fascinating. So I guess this is the difference between a child who's 12 and, you know, desecrates my altar by moving things or puts his toys onto my sacred spaces, right? So that's, you know, the 12-year-old behavior versus the mature 13, almost 14-year-old man-child behavior of claiming territory in the home altar, making decisions, making choices, moving things around. He asked me to get him a birdcage. He kept saying, I want a birdcage. I promised we would go to the thrift store and stuff happens, you know, the body gets sick or there's not enough, quote, time in the schedule to do the thing that he's asking for. And lo and behold, he claims the territory, finds the way. You don't give me a birdcage, I'll make space in this birdcage that is already here. It's incredible. He just does such incredible energy work in our whole field. And I'm like really honored to be able to bear witness to his evolution as he's maturing and growing. I'm I'm really just <clears throat> I'm continuously in awe of his um gifts as they're blossoming I mean I feel the shift I feel the shift for sure well yeah so Reclaiming territories. Decolonizing all of the spaces in our hearth and home. Okay, I think that that's why that's happening. That's going to go over there. And now, what is this? A nice unused cloth that doesn't need me. It has fish on it, of course. You're going there, little shell. You're not going to be in the birdcage anymore. You're going to be over here. 
I mean, the thing is, I started using his toys as altar items. And so how the fuck can he tell the difference between an altar item, a decoration, and a trinket or a toy? When I don't. When I don't make a distinction, how can he possibly hope to? You know? And uh, the thing is, there are no accidents. And I'm sure the work and the crafting that he did was for a good reason. You know, the year of the dog is waning. So, and we just started a new year. I don't know what the totem symbol is for this. Uh, if there is a totem symbol for the Jewish New Year. Oh my gosh, these lilies are about to open up. So you guys, I had a miracle happen. Someone delivered flowers to me in my grief. Like got flowers brought to me by like a delivery person just wow and then the person that sent me the flowers you know that ordered them showed up in person like, they showed up. Man. They showed up. Show up for your people, people. You know what I mean? Show up for the humans in your life that need you. Show up for the situations that need you. Show up. Show up when you're needed. Show up even if you're tired, even if you're messy, unkempt, feel incomplete. Show up if you're overwhelmed. Show up if you're overdue. Show up if you're late. Show up if you're early. Show up. Be there for one another. Because, you know what, I'm feeling it. I feel the fact that, like, I've been there for so many people over the years, you know. And I just kept wondering, but what? where's the people that show up for me? Like, where are they? And I realized I wasn't showing up for myself, you know. I started showing up for myself. And then all of a sudden, that's when people started showing up for me. That's the magic. So show up for yourself first, you know. Listen deeply to what your needs are. And then, uh, and then, uh, meet those needs, find ways to meet those needs. There were a lot of needs that I had that were badly defined or not defined at all or inaccurately defined or whatever. Um, and clarifying what those needs were was the first step in helping me find ways to meet them. But before I could identify what my needs were, I had virtually no hope of getting them met. It was all like accidental, like maybe I hope, maybe I hope, maybe I hope. And, you know, really, uh, leaning into 
what our needs are, you know, identifying those. It, it's sometimes just identifying it, speaking it out, saying it clearly. That's what helps bring it in. That's what helps align it. Because you, you align yourself. You align your own vibration at that moment. And everything clarifies around you. So yeah, I'm just sitting here gazing in awe at this wonderful bouquet filled with roses and sunflowers and a rainbow full of different plants I don't even know the names of. And one of the features is these gorgeous rose gold kind of like perfectly peachy green. They look like the color of a heart chakra. Honestly, they're like peachy orange pink mixed with a chartreuse green lilies and they're about to open up and these ones are these ones are going to open and then there's these smaller ones that I think are going to open in a couple more days but these are opening right now oh my gosh it's just like there's chartreuse there's purple there's every color of like every signal totem color that we've had for the recent season is showing up in spades it's incredible these flowers are just I mean stunning that's what they are they're stunning and they showed up they just showed up right there at my front door they just showed up like a miracle so I feel I feel the shift. I feel the realness of the shift. I feel the fact that, like, I choose the world I live in in every given moment, in every breath, when I shift my gaze. And in this bouquet, there's so much beauty everywhere I shift. It's just lovely, 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 one upon the other. It's, uh, oh my gosh, they have that purple status, but it's the darkest purple I've ever seen. I grow this plant in my field. I grow, I mean, like it grows all, I mean, but I've never seen it this dark and saturated. Mine look absolutely peaked and blanched compared to this purple. Wow. I didn't even realize that was the same plant. That's incredible. I'm in awe. I don't know. I don't even know if this is going to be a show. But you know what? I showed up. And that's what matters. If it becomes a show, I'll be grateful. I've been recording more and more. But posting less and less. Because nobody's clearing me to publish their stuff. Or I'm having like technical problems with editing certain things too. Like, it's one or the other of those. But I talked with my aunt and uncle again last night because I went over to their place to do some poultice work. And um, I reminded them again, hey, you know, listen back to that. I bet you'll think the edit is fine. If not, tell me what you want me to delete. I'll totally do it because it's like super long and I can snip, snip, snip like a surgeon. So hopefully they'll take some time in the next few days and listen back to it and clear it so that I can release some of this material, I hope. 
there's another conversation I saved on Skype that I haven't been able to upload into the audio. Like, it's there on Skype, but I haven't been able to upload it into my audio editing thing. So it's, like, too long to be a show. It's, like, two-something hours. And so, like, I need to get it into a thing where I can get it and edit it and everything. But anyways, blah, blah, blah. I'm rambling now. Rambling at 22 minutes precisely, of course. That's okay. It just means it's done. It's complete. The ceremony is complete. This alignment is unquestionable. Definitely aligned. It's October, you guys, of 20 motherfucking 19, and it's going to be 2020 in three months. We live in the future. So why don't we all start acting like it? We live in the goddamn future. So why don't we start acting like it? We live in the miraculous, utopian, ideal. In the year 2000. Do you guys remember that? How futuristic the year 2000 sounded? That's 20 years in our rear view, dude. We live in the motherfucking future. But until or unless we start acting like it, we're going to continue to wallow in our old stories, in our old ways, in the grief and trauma of our ancestors. We're going to keep living in our parents' basement. If we want to get out, you know, street level, or even like, hey, go get our own place somewhere, get a multi-story condo, or go build a tall tree house up in a you know, pine tree in the middle of the forest, whatever. The point is, we got to get out of our parents' basement as a consciousness. We have to stop living the old stories of our, of our old traumas, and we have to start writing new stories of where we want to be, because it's 2020. It's going to be 2020 here in a minute. By the time most of you listen to this, it will already be beyond 2020, because you're going to be listening to this from some future archive somewhere, you know? I doubt that the few dozen people that are listening to it contemporaneously, contemporary, yeah. I doubt the few dozen of my contemporaries that are listening to this in the moment, in this season, would in any way numerically compare with the people that will eventually hear this content, you know, down the road. Our ancestors or the collective consciousness that consumes all media, you know, at the great download at the end of, you know, digital reality, when we transition into quantum reality fully. When they do that big download, everybody's going to hear it. And it'll be way past 2020. And we'll all be like, yeah, what were we doing? We were like having a, you know, crisis of conscience or a psychic break. We were just... A meltdown, a nervous breakdown. What do you want to call this? What do you want to call the period from like 1997 to like 2016? Adolescence? Sure, we can call it that. But it's time to grow up. And the children are teaching us. We're watching our children, teaching them how to thrive. And that's growing us up a little bit every day. 
We have to grow up in order to match them. Geez, they're so far ahead of us. They come out light years ahead. And so, of course, we have to race, race to keep up with them because they already, they're born knowing more than we do. We're just trying to help them not forget it. Watch your kids, guys. And show up for the people that matter. And everybody matters. Show up for people. Even the annoying, smelly ones that bug you. Show up for them. The ones that hurt your feelings sometimes. If you have space, I'm not saying, look, don't cotton to abuse and don't be a doormat, okay? Look, I'm not talking to the codependents out here. If you're a codependent, go like this. Put fingers in your ears and go la, 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 la. Okay, just for the next, like, 90 seconds while I talk to everyone else because this is not for you. What I'm saying is for everybody else who's self-centered, self-focused, you know, I do me, I hustle till I bustle and like, no thanks, no time. You know, those people, I'm saying, you need people in your life. You need to show up for people now because even if you're running well now, you may stumble at some point. You may twist your ankle. You may get, you know, diarrhea. You're going to need help at some point in your life. So be nice to the people around you because, you know, just be nice to the people around you. Don't be a doormat. Don't cotton to abuse. But be kind wherever possible. And it's always possible. It's always possible to be kind. We just usually don't try that hard. We usually just default to our programming, our reflexes, our impulses. Our programming. Our programming. Our programming. Our programming. We default to our programming. So... So it's possible to be kind. So if you're going to try, quote unquote, to do anything, try to do that. Try to be kind. Even though I do believe Yoda says there is no try, there is only do or do not. I think we get a lot done in the trying. So try to be kind. And when you can't be kind, be kind to yourself in forgiveness first. Okay? Because we're all human and we are all trying our best. And even when we're unkind to one another, that's usually stemming out of some other wounding or process that, you know, it's too hard to backtrack and unravel where all the poking started. It's like, I don't care who started. We're ending it. You know what I'm saying? We don't care who started the violence, the othering, the bullying, the squabbling. We don't care who started it anymore. We're ending it because we're sick of it. We realize it doesn't matter who started it. And retribution doesn't help anyone. Restoration. We need restoration. We don't need retribution. And like, call your mom, motherfucker, for sure, you know? Toast the pedophiles. Roast them. Like, put them on a spit. Stick a fork up their ass and an apple in their mouth. Rotate them over a fire and eat them, literally. Like, I don't care. That, definitely, I'm saying. I get how you feel that way. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying, at the end of that, when you've eaten his flesh, you know, when you've consumed the pedophile, he's fueling your cells and you've now taken that energy into your body. So what does retribution get you? More attachment to that anger, to that wounding, to that disillusionment. So cry out against injustice, but get clear of the fire and don't dine on the flesh of the fallen, okay? That's what I'll say about that.
And that's probably all I'll say about that. I don't even think I'm going to repeat it. That's why I recorded it, so I'm going to have to repeat it. Unless you take this bread and drink this cup, you will not have everlasting life. Is that the quote? <clears throat> Sounds like a blood sacrifice to me, man. Sounds like cannibalistic ritual. Sounds like taking in the energy of a being by consuming it. Sounds pretty fucking superstitious. That's what communion is. It's very superstitious and it fucking works. So mind what you eat, mind how you ingest what you eat or drink, where you're eating and drinking, with whom you eat and drink. Yeah. I feel the shift is real, and I do not know why this conversation flowed in that way to that section, but I'm like, I feel like magnetically sunk ground into the carpet right now, like I'm leaning forward over my knees, and like I feel like very down, like pulled down with that truth, that reality, it's super heavy. That's the heaviness of retribution. It's not a burden I want to bear. Not gonna. Standing up. Whoa! Gonna stand up. I'm not gonna have that retribution in my consciousness. Okay? I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna stomp. I'm gonna tread onward. Away from the injustices. Into a territory unclaimed. A land of freedom. A land unnamed. Gloriopia. That's where I want to move. I put my sister in charge of everything. Don't worry, guys. She's a Capricorn. She can be in charge of everything. All right. I'm calling it. Whatever that was, it just felt like it, you know, nailed me onto the ground. And so I need to let go and be released and uh, unburden myself with the performance of production. Production of performance. This network, this um, group of beings that produces Open Lines Radio and listens to it and supports us and like you know, gives us feedback. This little community connected through some weird algorithm on Instagram. It's a good one, you guys. It really is. Uh, it's making me feel um, centered, grounded in my body, in my soul, in my spirit, in my consciousness, in my mind. Like, I feel like I can make so much more sense of things tied into this community. And it's so funny how our community is defined. But there you go. 
it's defined by its effectiveness. It's defined by its blessing. <laughs> Here, that's a Christian uh, Bi- Bible reference for you. Let let them be known. Let you be known by your love for one another. Like that was we were called to do that. Christ called for us to do that. Let um let us be known by our love for one another. So like in other words, if people want to have an identifying characteristic for Christians, for Christ-like beings, for people following Jesus Christ, Christ consciousness, the whole rule is love. We're supposed to love one another. Well, what is love love in action? I mean, that's a really hard word to define um, because it's so compassionate, but and like complex, but most people don't look at as love as being a negative thing. It's generally like net positive. So like we could just say like net positive, like rad, awesome, cool, sweet, uh, you know, like let them be known by how rad they are to one another. (laughs) Like we're so rad to each other. We're so dope to each other. We're so you know, I don't know. We're so extra. We're so extra. So jelly. I've got my jellyfish coffee mug. It makes me think of Amy. I need to call her, see how she's doing. She might even be here by now. She's coming back. Coming back to California from Montana. Gonna sing some jingles in my living room, I hope. I hope we get to hang out in my living room. Do you guys ever have really good friends that just show up in your life from out of nowhere and you're like, how did this happen? And how were we not friends before? And like, how, like, how did I, how do, like, they just become really important really fast, you know? Do you know what I mean? That's Amy. Amy became very important very fast. I adore her. I love friends. Friends are... Friends are my heart. I'm trying to, like, get some energy back in my body. I'm drinking coffee as quickly as I can without making myself yucky in my tum-tums. Because I can feel how... um, draining that energy work was just now. You know what I need in here? I need some of this um, iodine with kelp. I've tried other iodines. This one's the best. Just kidding. Do you guys know that quote from Truman Show? The Mococo drink? I've tried other cocos. This one's the best. Anyways, it's iodine with kelp. I use that sometimes when I feel called to supplement. And then I'm going to put some more of my little liquid vitamin, a.k.a. my triple sweet sweetener made of raw honey, organic maple syrup, organic, of course, and molasses, organic. I put all three of those in a little shaker bottle by my coffee station and that's what I use to sweeten my coffee because it has all a bunch of trace minerals that are really good for me that I need 
uh, someone who has a surgically altered alimentary canal. I need a little extra trace minerals up in my life. Even before you consider the anomalous electrochemical activity that I've been experiencing, you know, the whole like gesticulation business, spasm, some people use the word seizure. I don't really align with that as much, although I do understand why it's used. Um, Yeah, I just... uh, I need extra minerals in my life. So maybe that's why I live in pollution. Maybe that's why I live by the roadside. I'm just constantly microdosing all of those trace minerals that I need that I can't seem to fit through my digestive system. It's coming in through my nose and mouth and ears and skin and every other way. Okay, so... My practice is evolving. I don't know how much writing I'm going to be able to do. My hands feel okay, but not great. But my mind feels really clear. So maybe I'll be able to do some drawing or sketching. I'll definitely be able to do some research, and that feels good, because I haven't even had the like mental clarity to do any research lately. Flipping through my um, my books has been... It's just the the visual motor. My eyes get tired and I don't even know how to explain it. It's just I haven't been able to focus. So um, I feel much more focused today and much more clear. My brain feels a lot more awake. And so I really feel like I'm turning the tide with this rheumatoid, you guys, you all, you dear ones, you darlings, you beautiful pals. Oh. <sighs> I'm turning the tide, but I'm being cautious, and I'm caring for my vessel, and I'm drinking my fluids and taking my medicine in, and I'm thriving. I'm thriving. Even in grief, I continue to thrive. That's some sort of miracle in and of itself. Oh my gosh, the bouquet looks even beautiful from this side, from the other side. What a lovely bouquet. I guess this is an ad for Fallbrook Florist. Although I will tell you that like the review from the person who placed the order was not stellar. The end product is gorgeous. I guess they were a little bit dissatisfied in the fact that it was delivered later than they expected. But I'm like, better late than never and divine timing and, you know... So, hey, if you live in the Fallbrook area or you want to bless anyone that lives in the Fallbrook area, give them a try. <clears throat> if not, avoid them because they're slow. <laughs> Don't, I'm not going to do an anti-ad when I do an ad. Oh, maybe that's the solution. Fair, fairness in advertising. All ads now have to currently feature a five-star review and a one-star review. Equal size, equal font. <laughs> Be like, this is some bullshit. Right next to, it's the best. <laughs> and then people will literally realize no one can tell them anything about anything and they just have to trust their gut. Oh, Lord. 
advertising, marketing for the future. You know what I, because you know what, you know, I'll tell you. Okay, like, this is really it. And then I'm going to go because I'm getting a little squirrely now. But this is the last thing I want to say. Is it like, the thing that broke me really with capitalism and trying to get any sort of comfort or guidance in dealing with money issues from people that are like in the marketplace is that they're in the marketplace. I can't like, I just, even for people that like, claim to be somewhat aligned with the spiritual principles that I'm, you know, practicing, uh, they're fucking doing it wrong, man. At least for me, like, or I don't understand English or they don't like, I don't really get it. Like the stuff that they say, like they'll say things like marketing for spiritual business. And I'm just like, that, that should not, that should not be a sentence. It's like, it's like, it's like sexier swimsuits for toddlers. It just should not be a sentence. Do you get it? It's like marketing for spirituality. First of all, no. Marketing for business, okay. We can argue whether or not spirituality should be a business or whether whether or not like there should be business in spirituality or whatever. Like, I don't know. You kind of have to like unpack the deeper meanings of both of those words. But I do know that the trifecta of those three words together is like high grain cult. High like everything that's wrong with our fucking society right now. High. Just no. Marketing for your spiritual business. Come and take a class with me. Wink, wink. I'll teach you how to screw over dumb people. No, that's a terrible thing to say. I will teach you how to mislead vulnerable people. Yeah, that's a nicer way to say that. I'll teach you how to mislead vulnerable people. That's basically what that class is. Marketing for your spiritual business. And I'm sure they didn't intend it to be that. They probably went into it thinking, I'm going to help people who are trying to do good in the world stay in business so they can do more good in the world. That's what they're trying to do, right? But it would have been better to say like how to thrive, you know, how how to thrive spiritually in a business, you know, you know, while marketing your business. Something like that. Like that you could say like how to thrive spiritually while marketing for your business. That's a sentence I could maybe find a way to like dip into, but marketing for your spiritual business, it's just like, come on guys. Do you not see what's going on around here? Come on. And I get it. Look, my dollar issues are not anybody else's dollar issues. It's sort of like talking to somebody about not drinking Gatorade or diet soda. You know what I mean? You kind of have to like, have a certain area of alignment to even begin that conversation. There are some times where you just go like, homeboy's just going to drink Red Bull, man. You know? And you just acknowledge it and go like, spring break, woohoo! Or whatever. Like, you just let them have their choice or pleasure because you acknowledge that it in no way affects you, really, personally. I mean, you can argue about, like, whether or not toxic foods affect society on a global level, and whether or not we should allow any humans to eat toxic foods, but then it's like, what's toxic for one person is medicine for another, so that's slippery slope. So then again, I say, mind your own plate. 
but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about somebody who's going into a space, declaring spiritual authority and dominion and saying, I know better how to do this better. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. What you're telling them to do fucking sucks and stop it, please. So it's like the difference between somebody making personal choices versus somebody proselytizing or, or like trying to teach. It's, it's why. Yeah, I forgot to put my phone on airplane mode again, but that's okay. Cause you know what? I was getting up a pretty good head of steam. And that's not a good thing. I was getting all worked up over something that is collective, not individual really. It's an ongoing thing that isn't going to be resolved in this moment. And so why am I activating my vagus nerve and my mesenterium about it? I just need to chill and breathe. Let's do that together, shall we? Let's all just take a breath together. Sit up tall and straight. Open up your whole chest cavity. Give yourself as much territory to expand as possible. You know, make room down low, below your belly, into your pelvic floor. Make room up high in the front of your chest, in the back of your shoulders. Or expand your scapula. Expand your rib cage. Even lift your arms if you want to. Open up your shoulders and your armpits. Really just make as much room in your body to get in there and just take a nice, big, deep breath. Ready? Maybe do a few more of those on your own. Whatever you feel like you need in order to 
claim territory within yourself. Fill up every bit of room you have for yourself. You know, get yourself some elbow room. Open yourself up, open up your elbows and take in every deepness of that breath. Okay. Um, that's the resolution. And if there's anything more to be added, I will uh, do that at another time. But I send blessings out to all of you on your path and those beside you also. And I will say chokma chapisalacha, which means hello. I will see you as we Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. And I will also say Chiholobi, which means I love you like you love me. Because reciprocity is reality. Chiholobi, 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 Chiholobi. Later, Gator. Thank mm-hmm. you.